Dating back to the 12th century, amusement parks began as traveling fairs featuring acrobatics, juggling, and walk-through menageries. It wasn't until 1846, with the opening of Lake Compounds, that parks began to look closer to the modern-day version, with permanent rides, attractions, and dining. Since then, the industry has grown past the $10 billion mark in yearly revenue, championed by our beloved Disney parks. This week on Slice of Disney, everything parks with special guests for the love of theme parks. Welcome, welcome, welcome! Step right up to the theme park! This is gonna be so much fun! At the theme park, I have the time of my life. At the theme park, there are so many rides. At the theme park, I have so much fun. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney obsessed enthusiast and real life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney goer and real life lost member of the Weasley family. Oh, Ron, Ron Weasley. I don't think I'm quite Ron. I think I'm just uh, one of one of the flock, you know. Just because just your hair's red? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense because today we have very, very special guests, Um we have Ryan and Isabel from For the Love of Theme Parks, and so we might adventure a little bit outside of Disney. Yeah, <gasps> I think, I know, it's going to be scary for you, <laughs> but um, they, have some, they have some cool, they're cool content creators. We really like some of the stuff that they've been putting out there, and we're looking for a reason to talk about stuff that's a little bit outside the parks. Um, compare, compare some of the different things that you might see at a Universal versus a Disney park. So really excited to talk with them and see kind of, you know, what they, what they have to say about it. Yeah, especially um, with everything going on in the parks right now. And, you know, there's just so much, so many changes, Disneyland and Disney World. Um, so happy I have to bring this up. It's August. It's my birthday month. That's and true. the new passes for Disneyland, the Magic Keys, are being released on my birthday. It's like uh, Disney knew. They, they, it's like they knew. <laughs> uh, we bet we can get someone to give us money uh, if we release this on her birthday. It has nothing to do with their fiscal quarter being up in <laughs> September. Like, they're not trying to get a huge intake of money quickly. No, right. no, 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 not right. that. It's it's for my birthday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Magic Keys came out. Um, I don't, I, I you, you sent me the one I'm supposed to get. What is it? Enchant? Yeah, I think that's a good level for you. So uh, before we bring Ryan and Isabel on, let, let's talk about it. Real quick. Um, real quick. Um, so the Magic Key is Pretty much just like the annual pass, but you have to make reservations, How, which was something you had to do for a flex pass, um, which was a previous annual I'm pass option. Confused. <laughs> so instead of just being able to walk into the parks whenever you want, you have to have a reservation for the day. Gotcha. Um, the top level... The top level is actually cheaper than the old top level of an annual pass, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. For me, f- like... As long as someone in your party has the free parking, you're good. Oh, yeah, of course. And I know myself, I'm going to get the obnoxious pass. So I feel like for somebody like you, the, um, yeah, the enchant, which is uh, you can make up to four park reservations at a time, and then you get 10% off merchandise and 10% off food and beverage. So Four to times even more than I need. Well, it's the blackout day situation. Sure. So the the... Imagine Key, which is three ninety nine a year, 
Um, you only have to have two reservations. You can only have two reservations, and it's only available for Southern California residents. But the blackout days are like pretty much all the time. Gotcha. Well, like we'll see what happens with it. The one the one note I have for them is, and I know I'm not the target demo for this as the occasional Disney goer. I don't. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't want to... I got the Enchant. I wish they had just different names for it. You can give me like the Silver Tier, Gold Tier, whatever. I'll take that. Uh, the, dif- the different magical names is a little much for me, but that's okay. I, like I said, it's not, have you, I'm not the person there. Have you been to Cafe Gratitude? <laughs> yeah, yes, I have. <laughs> so for everybody listening, there is a, a vegan restaurant here in Los Angeles called Cafe Gratitude. And it's very funny to bring someone who's not from LA or who doesn't live here because all of the meals have different names like I am grateful I am fortified I am bountiful I will take the I am fulfilled uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty <laughs> good food you, but it's a little the, oh the, the food is amazing the food is so good but it is always funny like being like um may I have the I am fortified <laughs> <laughs> um, all right that's that's kind of like this is the Disney version of that. So, without further ado, we are going to welcome Ryan and Isabel from For the Love of Theme Parks. I found them by stalking them on TikTok, casual. Uh, they are amazing content creators. Um, they are Ryan and Isabel from For the Love of Theme Parks. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on Uh yeah, like I said, I I don't know. I'm really bad at TikTok, and I'm, like, trying to be good at it. And um, you guys had done such amazing work that I was like, I'm these guys make great content, and I aspire to make these kind of videos. So, so yeah, uh, tell us about yourselves. Um, so we are a married couple. Uh, we... I'm not going to hold your hand. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> <no. laughs> So we're married. Um, uh, we met each other. Well, we went to the same high school, but like... We didn't know each other while we were in high school. We didn't actually meet until after high school, but we had a lot oh, of like wow, mutual cool. friends. Yeah, so we like when we're like, oh, we went to the same high school, people are like, oh, you were high school sweethearts. It's, it's like, like, no. No. We didn't know the other one existed in high school. Um, how, but, I, I gotta ask. I'm sorry. How big was that high school? Um, there was 2, like... 2,000. 2,000 people. Gotcha. We're from, gotcha. We're from I... Illinois originally. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Oh, uh, what part? I'm from Western Kentucky. Uh, we're from the north side of Chicago, yes. like north Northwest suburbs. Northwest suburbs. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Well, this has been the Midwest talk, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you continue on with your with your story. But, um, but uh, I grew up with a huge love for theme parks and Disney specifically. I also My family also was a, a big Orlando family, I guess, because we would do SeaWorld, mm-hmm. we'd do Disney, we'd do Universal, um, and Isabel had not been... I grew up, like, the complete opposite, because my parents, whenever we went on, like, a, we didn't go on a ton of family vacations, but when we did, we had to be, like, doing outdoorsy stuff, which I really do think my parents would have loved Disney, but they just never went, and uh, then Ryan took me... Um, to Disney for the first time in 2019. Yes. And um, and we did that trip. And then we, after that, we were, um, uh, we both had jobs separately. We were living in Indiana away from family and friends. Yeah. And we kind of made our five-year plan of like, okay, we're going to move to Orlando. And I know she was still fresh of liking Disney because she had more recently, you know, 
been there for the first but time. But I, I, I had experience with like amusement parks before then because uh, I, I had gotten like season passes for Six Flags, but yeah. that was mm. kind of my extent of it uh, before okay. that. But I was like, there's, there's nothing to do in Indiana and there's so much to do in Orlando. Um, so we had like, you know, trips planned where we were going to be going on these trips. And then after five years, we'd, you know, find, um, you know, work down in Orlando and move to Orlando. Um, but then the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and Indianapolis is a great city, but I will tell you, uh, it is not as interesting. There's not that much to do, especially, you know, when you're locked up indoors and, you know, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of fast forwarded our plan and we both applied to jobs down there and we both got hired and we, you know, were able to make that move in November of this past year. So we moved here Thanksgiving week of yeah. 2020. Oh, um, wow. And yeah, we moved down here, started both working our own jobs. And then I decided, hey, I'm going to start doing like theme park content. I put out my first YouTube video in April. And I decided, hey, like, this is something I could continue doing. YouTube right now is really bad to get into. I will tell you that. <laughs> people know that it's already. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, YouTube is not the best to get into right now. And I decided, okay, well, I know there's these YouTube shorts, which is just like these TikToks. And I was very anti TikTok. He was so anti TikTok because I've been on TikTok for like, a year and a half or something and you know obsessed with it i'm bad at it but i just like to scroll and i was like i think you would find success on tiktok i think that would really help i know you've been doing these longer form videos but i think you can do some shorter videos and you would be able to find success and he was like no i don't want to Um, but i i I had an excuse now because i was making these youtube shorts was pretty much just a tiktok and i was like okay well i could also start a tiktok and start posting there um so the end of april i posted my first tiktok and I guess since then, we've grown to 41.2 thousand followers. And at the time of recording, that's like three months, three and a half months. Dang. Um, that's awesome. That's it awesome. A, it is a very, very, it's very weird creator-friendly platform when it comes to original content. Um, trends are great, but when you're you know, putting together, you know, well-produced pieces and like writing a script for it and stuff like that, it, it really, really does um, pay off in the long run, especially once you find your niche, which obviously we had theme parks as our niche. So yeah, that's great. I mean, look, I love learning about theme parks. It's really funny listening to your story because, um, so my brother is obsessed with theme parks, all theme parks. So growing up, it would be like one summer we'd go to a theme park and then the next time we would go to like a national park to even out. So my dad didn't murder us and my brother and his long-term girlfriend, hopefully fiance soon. (laughs) Um, They went to the same high school, but didn't know each other and didn't date until after. Oh, that's (laughs) That's weird. And and she hated Disney. She didn't get why we liked Disney so much until my brother took her and she's like, oh, and now she's addicted. I feel like you are living my brother's dream right now. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it it really, it really helped um, having a background in video production. That's the job. That's the work that I've been doing for the past four or five years is, you know, doing, you know, either freelance work or working for different companies as their kind of media director and stuff like that. So it's really just like, I have the extra tool to be able to, you know, use a DSLR to film this and um, actually record audio and scripted and lighting and all that type of stuff when like even when I can't get into the parks because as of right now 
at the time of recording, uh, we don't have annual passes. For so, Disney, but we do for Universal. Yeah. So, oh, okay. like, it, it, there's a lot of different creators who are able to just, oh, I'm going to hop over the park and film this trend video that's going on TikTok right now. Whereas right. for me, it's like, okay, well, I have a green screen and I got, you know, I can make it, I can make it work. Um, even though I'm local to Orlando, I can't just hop over to the Disney parks when I'm trying to make Disney videos, which is like 75% of the stuff that I do. Um, well, that kind of leads me into what I was going to ask you. So it is love of theme parks. Would you say you're primarily a Disney person? Um, It's funny. Yes and no. Because yesterday we were in Universal Studios and he looks at me and he's like, I think this might be my favorite like theme park. And I was like, oh, <gasps> this is some Disney slander. <laughs> Ooh, oh, my God. So <laughs> I, I have. Her, I told oh, her not to bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> but <she did>. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I wanted to talk about it because I love to hate on Universal throughout our podcast <laughs> and I like Universal there's some really great things uh, I don't know if you've been to the one out here in California it's really small yes, and yes I have. it's very small it's like uh, <laughs> I mean I, I'm excited for like when they make uh, the Super Mario land but and, and I like obviously I love Harry Potter but it's so small here and then you literally see like Springfield of the Simpsons while you're walking around you know yeah, Cali- Par- California yeah. parks in general have the benefit, the lack, not benefit, lack of benefit of the space, disadvantage of space, <laughs> um, yeah. as they do in Florida. Um, so being able to, like, I haven't been, so I went to a lot of theme parks. I've been to California as well. Um, I haven't been to uh, Universal Hollywood since probably 2005, um, which is a long time, but I've been to Disneyland, yeah. the park, Disneyland, like four times in the past 10 years or something. Um, so it's like being able to see, hey, we're building this on a mountain and it's also a studio. It's very, I don't think they should have a theme park there. I think they'd benefit more from finding property elsewhere, but obviously they're, what, 100 years almost now into having that be an attraction, not right. a theme park, but originally it was just like a backstage tour, stuff like that. Um, but no, we love we love Universal. Um, we'll say right now equally because we have passes there and we yeah. can go there whenever, but I'm <laughs> sure... Helps. I'm sure next month when we are able to actually buy new Disney World passes, it's going to change. It's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I guess you moved. And if you didn't previously have an annual pass to Florida, you couldn't get one. Yeah. Um, so and this is kind of a little bit off topic. And I'm not sure if you saw like the Magic Key stuff come out. Yeah. Uh, and then now you're going to be able to get an annual pass in Florida. There's all these changes going on. What do you feel about, like, the annual pass situations? Like, did you like the Magic Key? Do you like Universal's better? As as people who go to the theme parks quite often. We, so I do think that the Magic Key, like, the pricing does seem a bit high for what they're giving you. Like, I feel like they took away a lot without lowering any of the prices, honestly. Um, and we're kind of thinking we might end up seeing it in Florida as well. Um, I, I was fully uh, I was fully expecting them to bring something way, way worse to Florida when it comes to, you know, the new annual pass system. I was, um, I was already, like, when they were going to announce it the other day, I was thinking, okay, well, they're going to have, you know, you have to have reservations for whenever you go. You can't just, you know, show up and be there. And I, it is, it's the new world that we live in. Like, um, I... I I was trying to talk to somebody. I do streams a lot when I do, like I stream from theme parks on our TikTok account. 
Um, and people are kind of talking in the chat about the new magic key and stuff like that. And I kind of put it like, you know, it's kind of like a restaurant, but a giant, you know, a theme park, <laughs> right? Like you're not going to show up to a restaurant and get, you know, expect to be seated right away. I understand that, but it's also something that is like, I, I don't like it's theme parks are not what they were a year and a half ago, honestly, what it is. So, um, I, I, I think for us, Something is better than nothing because as of right now, we were <laughs> yeah. we had Florida, you know, Florida discount for pack pass or something like you guys have that in California as well. I know it opened up like a few weeks ago. A bunch of people bought them and then the magic key was announced. Um, and we're kind of in a similar situation where we've bought, you know, one or two for each of us. So we've been able to go a bunch since moving here. But it's really like we can't just show up at five o'clock and stay till close and, you know grab a few snacks and stuff like that. It's it's a different experience, but we're still in the mode of being people coming from, you know, f- flying in from Indiana or Chicago and go yeah. rope dropping and staying at the park all day and then going home, changing, then coming back for fireworks. Like, like it's completely different now. So, Yeah, I, I think we're all really spoiled in this conversation with being able to live near – theme parks and that's the for me like my favorite thing to do is go late at night go like 3 p.m and then stay till close eat snacks walk around even if I only ride two things just being in the environment makes me so happy (laughs) so I'm excited Uh, to be able to do that again uh, I wanted to bring something up because I I, I saw this actually on one of your TikToks uh, where you were talking about um, fast passes I think it was controversial one and since this is this is uh, I think kind of that we're talking about the different changes that might be happening with the parks as they're as they're going different directions. Obviously, I think we've seen um, overseas uh, Disney has started to bring back the like pay for fast pass or introduce the pay for getting to the front of the line certain things. But uh, I liked your analogy around kind of the burger thing with like why maybe fast passes aren't the best type of thing. And and you know we'll we'll link to the TikTok specifically in our show notes. But if you want to share it with us again here, I think our our listeners would really like it. And I. And I'm interested to see what Kelly thinks about it. I'm not sure if she saw that one. So, um, Yeah, so um, I've talked to people about this before. Um, a lot of my ideas for the content that I create, at least the you know TikTok videos um, that are on the longer form end of it, I, I kind of I, – I think of an idea and I'm like, okay, I could – explain this to people in person and they're going to like it. If I, if I could talk to my wife about this and say, Hey, I have this analogy. Do you think Mm -hmm. this will turn out well for a TikTok? She's like, okay, of course that's, that works. Um, the analogy, the analogy basically is, um, if going to a theme park is kind of like, uh, eating a burger, if you compare it to that, where for some people, a cheeseburger is, uh, two buns and a patty and that's it. And, you know, each condiment or each part of that burger being an attraction. So if you are local to California and you're going to Disneyland, you might not even ride three attractions, but you're still going to get that theme park visit in. So the burger is the visit. Uh, For some people who are coming from out of state, um, just to be there on vacation, they're going to want lettuce, which would be... You know the storybook it's canals. Take you forever to figure out all these analogies. I know. <laughs> say the works. Just say the works. <laughs> Basically, they want the works. They want all these attractions. Now, if Disney comes in and says, "Hey, we're going to give you three passes, and you could cut the lines for three different of these, you know, pieces of this burger," that's great. That's awesome. I'm going to pick my three favorites. I'm going to do that first thing in the day, and if you can grab a few other cut the line passes, stuff like that. But basically, and if if you're having 
everybody cut the line and everybody's looking for the same exact experience for people that are out of town. People that are coming in from out of town are going to be waiting in longer lines because the ratio for these fast passes is not like one to one or you know, two to one or anything like that, you'll see both in, I believe in California, at least when they were using the fast pass system, they would have a ratio they'd be using for every, you know, every 10 fast passes you let in, you have to let in 20, um, standby line passes. But in Florida, if you'll see, and all my other cast member friends who agree with me from Florida were like, yeah, no fast passes. They would just literally let every single person in for fast pass. And then once in a while, trickle in some, standby lines. And right now with Disney in California and in Florida, with the lack of entertainment that's going on right now, um, there is not, they have a real crowd mm-hmm. control problem. So um, when Indiana Jones uh, Epic Stunt Spectacular in Hollywood Studios is not holding 4,000 people per hour, those 4,000 people are now spread out through the parks and lines are very long and people are saying right now it's the best time to bring back fast passes. This is actually the worst time to bring back fast passes and they're free form. Now, do you want to see, I'm asking Isabel, do you want to see free fast passes come back? So (laughs) I don't love what they're doing in Disneyland Paris because I don't like that they're charging per attraction and, you know, charging like $18 per person for a family attraction so clearly it's going to be you know multiple people it's just that's crazy expensive um but like as we've talked about i'm I'm, i like what universal does with their express passes you know it's a you pay one thing and then you get to skip each line like once or if you get like one of the fancy ones i think you can skip more than once yeah and we aren't like supportive of pricing out any guests whatsoever but it comes to are we going to get free fast passes back nothing or uh, some type of new system that's kind of the conversation that kind of has to be had because there's going to be a new system that they're going to have people pay for fast passes that's what's going to happen inevitably because of the the problem is we've been spoiled for so long to have them for free that now yeah. it's like if they never offered it for free it wouldn't be a problem yeah which a lot of other theme parks six flags universal they never really did offer it for free it was a luxury um that brings up a lot of different thoughts for me. I agree with what you're saying about, you know, not a lot of, there's no, tr- like, shows open, meet and greets, like, a lot of things that would disperse crowds a little more in a normal theme park experience. Now you don't get that. So the wait times for rides, even though the park is less crowded, are still normal because there's just less to do. Um, and for a while, it's taken a long time for Disneyland to open up all their attractions. Like, they were so slow at opening certain things, which, you know, like like Storybook Canals, they, like, that took a while to open. And I love that. So <laughs> um, do you think that Disney is more uh, focused on the fiscal than ever before? I think every company right now is more focused yeah. on the fiscal than any, any I time before. I think it's before. just becoming increasingly obvious with Disney. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, wow, it's everything back to back to back. And it's like, yeah, it, 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 it I, I don't know. I don't want to say it takes away the magic, but in some instances it reminds you like, oh, yeah, this is a company. They don't really care about like, you know, creating. I mean, they do care about creating magical experience, but there's just some things where it's like, they're definitely like pricing people out and that kind of sucks. Yeah. We we like to tell people that we're Disney realists when it comes to our (laughs) fandom. We're not, you know, we're not sprinkling pixie dust like 
um, a, a lot of people in the fandom who, especially ones that are local here in Orlando, will will openly talk on our media and stuff. We're not affiliated with Disney. We're not part of any type of you know media events at this point. But again, creator size you have to be so so huge to be a part of those events anyway so yeah we have the luxury right now of just being honest with our our, our content and how we talk about the stuff too so i well, I, I think I, that if you don't mind i i i'm always curious about this uh because as someone that is not as big on the parks as someone that is like gets taken along and like enjoys them by all means i don't have like a strong relationship to these uh to to disney in general or or universal or any types of those things so but i do like to create content so I always want to know, like, does the content producing side of things, has that changed the way that you uh, enjoy the parks or the way that you consume them? Um, obviously, there's some extent where it's like it feels like it's work now. That's a that's kind of a common trend, but not everybody feels that. So I don't know. Uh, are you finding yourself to be more critical? Are you or has it or has it just enhanced it? I don't know. Um, I would say, I mean, it's kind of, it goes both ways. Like there's sometimes when it's like really, really hot and it's like, I don't want to be here. It does kind of feel like work, I would say. Yeah, but we're halfway through filming a vlog yeah. for our YouTube channel. It's like, okay, well, you know, I know we could, you know, go relax and stuff, but it's like, you know, we, we're wanting to hit certain goals for putting out this amount of content per week or this type of video, other things like that. And now more so than like feeling like work while we're there, because I, I so much enjoy doing you know, the media production side of things. It's yeah. not so much work for me. It's more so um, preparation beforehand is completely different. I don't have to lay out an outfit the night before. I have to lay out what I'm filming the night before. And since we can't get in there every single day because we're not annual pass holders, um, especially for Disney parks, it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I want to film a TikTok in the park. I have five ideas what is going to be worth filming, what's going to take the most time, kind of dividing our time up and making sure that we get the most out of our visit, I guess. Um, so on that on that end, it's, it still doesn't feel like work. Um, yeah, I mean, we still get excited every time we go. Like, for sure, it's still, it's still a lot of fun, and it hasn't gotten to the point where we're, like, you know, miserable and hating what we do. <laughs> but, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, one of the things that Ryan's talked about is he, like, for sure doesn't ever want to work for Disney because he thinks that's gonna, that would take the fun out of Disney, you know? Because I'm, I'm sure that, like, cast members are getting treated so horribly, like, nowadays. <laughs> like, yeah. so horribly. When, earlier when you were talking and it, you know, and you were saying, like, you don't think that the corporate showing is, like, necessarily ruining the magic. I think that's just because of the cast members. I think the magic in the corporate oh, yeah. area is, like, oh, yeah. They're, they're not making me happy. I can say that. But then when you go to the parks and the people that you interact with on that one-on-one uh, -on -one basis, oh, they yeah. make they make that magic for you. And that's why you keep going to Disney. They're the ones who I feel like keep that like Walt Disney mm -hmm. imagineering fairy dust going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we. Um, it's been so great living in Orlando, being able to actually make friends with other cast members through you know, content creation. I haven't gone to the park and had a passing conversation with the um, the cast member at the front of the line of Splash Mountain and become friends, but I've met people through Instagram, through TikTok, other things like that that do other content creation that happen to work at the parks. Um, and it's it's very great to be able to have that, like, conversation with them, not to be like, oh, I need insider information, but like, right. hey, how are you doing today? Like, has, you know, things been, you know, because it, it, it's really great to meet other people that are cast members and content creators, but at the same time, it, cast members that are content creators do have 
um, kind of a limit on the type of content and the the con the I don't know the context. What am I trying to say? Like they they can't be super negative about Disney, um, which is totally understandable because they're being paid by Disney to of um, course. work for them. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's just I, I, it's really cool to me that I'd ever have a friend that works for Disney because I'm just a Disney nerd from Chicago. So it's really <laughs> cool that it, that's just another thing on top of the, the cake of living in Orlando, I guess. Yeah, uh, I I also do, you know, really appreciate your honesty, your transparency when it comes to the parks. I think that's why Will and I, because he's the casual goer, I'm the obsessed nerd. So we can, we're able to like balance each other out there um, so that we aren't all rainbows and butterflies all the time. And we have some of the hard conversations because Disney's made a lot of mistakes. Did um, you guys see that ScarJo thing? The yeah. Disney was great. That's not parks related, but still, Oof. I think that that just kind of re- like their response to that. Lawsuit. I don't think I Ryan like, saw it. I mean, I oh. saw it. I'm more so worried about the Tower of Terror movie they just announced, right. starring uh, yeah Scarlett Johansson. She was supposed so. to like executive produce it too, and that it's like, all right, well, I don't know, if that's going to go anywhere now, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Disney, what are you doing, sillies? Well. I, <laughs> Uh, in in back back to the theme park side of things, all right, you have to pick one theme park to l- go to for the rest of your life, and that's the only one you can pick. And which one do you go to? I don't know what her answer is. I know what my answer is. I think you might know what my answer is as well, because if you you know have seen my social media whatsoever, uh, first thing in my bio is that I'm an Epcot purist. <laughs> yeah. I um, wanted to know more about that. So, <laughs> um, so basically, without drowning, drowning, dragging this out too long, I am a Epcot purist, meaning that I Epcot is my favorite park, but I also prefer the original idea of the Epcot Park itself, not the Epcot City. If you are aware, oh, okay. that Epcot yeah. used to be. I a was city. wondering <laughs> no, when, no, no, when no. you said original, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. uh oh." <laughs> that, that would be a three-hour conversation. <laughs> um, but I think um, the Epcot Park, when it morphed from this experimental prototype prototype community of tomorrow to this World's Fair, this edutainment—if you've ever heard this term used—it's you know the entertainment in a theme park or specifically that's how Disney used it to, you know, educate these guests who are here, mainly like the younger generation. Um, I am a very visual learner, uh, especially growing up. Even now I still am. That's why I decided, hey, I'd like to go into something where I could, you know, either educate through video or other things like that. Um, But Epcot to me growing up was super, super cool, specifically um, like Spaceship Earth and Test Track. And yes, those are not, Test Track specifically is not an original attraction to Epcot, but as long as whatever is morphing in Epcot does sustain that education aspect of it, because um, everywhere else at Disney parks, you're able to go to different worlds and that's really cool. And you're able to go inside of these different fairy tales. Uh, But with Epcot, you are yes, going into kind of different worlds, but it's more of a futurism type thing and you are taking something away from it. Um, I also, it's, I, it's kind of a little clouded to me because I know the original Epcot was very much sponsored by these corporate, giant corporations, Exxon (laughs) and um, General Motors and other things like that, where, yes, they're educating you, but at the same time, they're like, electric cars are bad. And uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, so, but I I think the original concept, that is is why I'm an Epcot purist. And that is also my answer. I know it's Epcot's a lot, really messy right now, but that is my park that I would go to. I love it. 
I have a hard time with this question because, like, I, I've, I've sat and thought about which is my favorite Disney park. For oh, a very and it doesn't long have time. to be Disney. It it's can gonna be, be any... Disney, though. It's gonna be Disney. <laughs> 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 and I was like, honestly, I think my favorite Disney park might be Animal Kingdom, which is weird, but I feel like I would get bored there. So I think my answer would have to be Magic Kingdom because I think there's more hmm. to do. But I think my favorite park is probably Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Look, oh, that's fair. I'm I'm with you because Animal Kingdom's my favorite park as well. But I honestly don't know if I could answer the question I'm asking you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think her answer will change in about two months' time because she actually has not been to the oh, California yeah. parks yet. I haven't been to California ever. So, <laughs> oh, are you guys coming out here? Yes. yes, we're making a fall trip. We're doing Disneyland, California Adventure, Oogie Boogie Bash. It's going to be great. We're going to Oogie Boogie Bash. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll so see you guys there. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> we're we're very excited for the trip, yes. and like Disneyland Park is my second favorite park. Um, and just there's more attractions. It's weird. There's more attractions, but less space than there is at Magic Kingdom. And it's it's everything's all compact. You know, because you've been to both and semi frequently to both as well. Yeah. It's. It's very much like you feel like at home there, even though for me, I've only been there a total of maybe six times or something. I still feel like that's like a very homey park. And yeah. For the super nerd, which I feel like you're on my level here, Ryan, uh, like that's I love going to Disneyland because I just get to geek out of all of the history and how much passion went into that park. And you can see it. There's it's such a cool park. There's so many random things. Uh, that as like a Disney person, you're like, oh, this is here. And like, they just put like the littlest details are there. Um, that's, that's, that's what got me on it the first time. Like I, I got, I got suckered into going one time, uh, and I went with, uh, Kelly and another one of our friends that also just knows all the little, little itty bitty details. And it's like, we're walking around it's like, oh, and there's, that's Walt's apart, old apartment and they leave a light on and et cetera, et cetera. And here's a light bulb that's half white and half red. And I was just like, all right, okay. It's kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> I, exactly, I guess I'll get an annual pass. That's cool. exactly what it's like going with Ryan. And we, we oh, actually great. took my brother for the first time um, a couple months ago. And I'm sure he, he appreciated having Ryan as like the tour guide because it does kind of like enhance the magic, I would oh, say. So much does. Yeah. It gives you such a such a better experience, yeah. I think, if you if you know what you're actually looking at. Yeah. This is I mean, you're kind of like leading me perfectly into my question of I was going to say if you're taking Will or even, you know, since you were newer to the theme parks, like Ryan, when you took her for the first time, you know, what are some of the things that you always make sure uh, to ensure someone who hasn't been to the parks before to have a really good experience? Um, I don't, that's that's a hard one because I, I kind of want to talk, if I'm bringing friends or family to the park for the first time, I ask them, what do you like in theme parks? Because I want to make sure they have a good time. I don't want to say, oh, well, we got to do Space Mountain and then we got to do the People Mover and then we got to do the Carousel Progress and then we got to go over to Fantasyland to do these attractions because they could not like roller coasters they could sure. not mm-hmm. like uh boring attractions or at least boring to them <laughs> that were written in 1964 that are based off of the progression of uh, electricity and appliances which <laughs> most people take you taking them into the carousel of progress are not going to like it if they don't actually see the history you don't like preface it. it with anything they're gonna think you're insane <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah, it's a it's a special one. I you know I love the history of it though. I geek, but yeah. oh, yeah, if it well, needs some updating, <laughs> oh, it's. Well, 
I'll try a variant on that question then to, to take it because I mean, this does sound like it was your experience a little bit where Isabel, you had not really been and Ryan took you and you're like, oh, okay, actually, I do really like this. This is very cool. So what was that first experience like for you? Like what, what was the moment? What, if you can think of one specifically where you're like, this is actually bigger than my expectations of what I expected. And now I might want to come back. Uh, it's really funny because the first day that we went, the very first day we did Epcot, and it was fun, except it was just, like, messy. Like, we saw a fight. I saw a couple people throw up. I was like, wow. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where <laughs> am I? <laughs> um, uh. But, I mean, at the end of it, it was still, like, really impressive. Even just, like, walking up and seeing, like, Spaceship Earth, it's like, whoa, okay. Um, and then the yeah. next day, we did Magic Kingdom. And, like, walking into Magic Kingdom was kind of like, okay, this is cool. Um, and then just the rest of the week, just, there was just so much to do, you know, like when we would go to Six Flags, it'd be like, okay, well, I guess we'll do this and this and this. And like, okay, well, we'll ride everything again. Cause we have time and just seeing like, we're not going to be able to get everything done in one day was crazy to me. And, um, also just being able to like be a kid again, I guess. Cause I had, mm-hmm. I didn't get to go to Disney as a kid. So, being in a place where that's like totally like oh yeah you can you can be a kid again is is a lot of fun yeah that's I, that's that's the best what is something that y'all think universal ugh, does better than disney um roller coasters yeah 100% um right recently very recently we were um able to um ride velocicoaster oh, which <gasps> tell me tell me tell me um, I think that is the best roller coaster I have ever been on. Very intense, very heavily themed as well. A lot of effort put into it. Um, I'm sure you would enjoy it as well being, you know, having experience with Jurassic World and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's very much so like the most immersive coaster I've ever yes. been on. More so than Space Mountain or Big Thunder or anything like that. You're really, really in the world um, of um, Jurassic World. And uh, it's very intense. I, I, I said this yesterday to Ryan, but I love Velocicoaster. I just hate riding it because like, <laughs> I love the theming. It's so well thought out. It's like the technology is insane. But like I truly thought I was going to die riding that. So I just, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really want to like bore you guys with the specifics on the all the, the speeds and the heights and no. all that type of stuff. No, we like that. Get weird. Get nerdy <laughs> with us. <laughs> um, but like to kind of like more introduce it to somebody who has never seen even photographs or videos of a uh, Velocicoaster, it's kind of a coaster divided into two halves. Um, so you're – when you – the story of it is that they are um, – with the original Velocity uh, – sorry, uh, Jurassic World movie – they are trying to introduce some a new attraction to Jurassic World. And what's a better, more exciting attraction than a roller coaster that goes through a raptor paddock? Yeah. So um, that is kind of the story of it. But then halfway through, you kind of launch up and over the what they call a top hat. If you've seen pictures of it, it's this giant kind of um, – it's the big drop that's in it that's – Um, outside and that whole portion is really like over the lagoon. It kind of goes into a little bit of the Hogsmeade area a little bit. Very, very cool um, that it does that, but it really divides the coaster into two where you're in this paddock that's very heavily themed with rock structures and uh, raptors and other things like that. And then you kind of launch out into this giant lagoon, which if you've been to um, Islands of Adventure, 
uh, it's a really, really cool. And it does, it does a, it's, it, they call it, I think a Mesosaurus roll, yeah. which is it like, it's just it's a like, barrel a, roll. it's a barrel roll oh, okay. over the water, right? Cool. And you're like really close. You could put your hands up and almost touch. You can't actually touch the water, but yeah. it's, it's a really, really, it's, it's definitely the best coaster I've ever ridden, but they also Ooh. right next door have Hagrid's magical creature motorbike adventure, which is a super, super dynamic coaster. Which I love that one. I, I, and I don't want that one more. <laughs> I don't want to spoil that one because there's a lot of surprises in that one. Um, when it comes to a standard coaster, it does a lot of things as rise of the resistance does redefine the dark ride. This redefines right. the coaster for sure. That's awesome. That's cool. I, I mean, it's like, I, I think it got beat, but it was like the most expensive ride. Uh, yes. Um, I, I, yeah, for, for the longest time, most expensive, uh, uh, theme park attraction ever was the, uh, Expedition Everest yeah. in Animal I Kingdom. And then it got beat out by, um, uh, Hagrid's Magical Hagrid's. Creature Motorbike yeah. Adventure. Um, not counting lands and stuff. Cause if you're counting the land of Pandora or Star Wars land, it's, right. it's yeah. And yeah, I think Rise the of the... Rise of Resistance might have beaten out the Hagrid's ride as well. So it's I th- Yeah, I think it I think it did. I think I remember looking it up and a Hagrid's was like three hundred million dollars, which was wild. I think doubled uh Expedition <laughs> so, Everest. Yeah, Expedition Everest would be like yeah. in the hundred, hundred and fifty range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um so so you guys are roller coaster people, obviously. My family is as well. Um, have you guys done the whole tour in the United States? Like have you been to like Cedar Point? Do you go to Bush Gardens? How often do you go to SeaWorld? Like, let's talk about the other theme parks for a second. <laughs> I guess if we're one of the only guests that is pro not Disney, I, I'm, I know you have other, but no, I know you have a lot sure. of people work with Disney and stuff like that. Um, she's really only been to like. It's funny. I went to school, like I went to college in, in Ohio, didn't go to Cedar Point. All of my family's from Ohio, didn't go to Cedar Point. Um, but I, I, we, we, our home park was Six Flags Great America which is they got some good coasters they actually just built a new one in 2019 that's kind of crazy that we didn't get to go on yeah um but i actually lived in singapore for a little bit so i got to go to universal Studios singapore for i had a season pass for a while and um that was kind of my experience with like theme parks and then we went to universal studios orlando in september and i was like Oh my god, it's crazy because it's so much bigger. Like I was gonna it, guess, but I didn't know. Teeny yeah, tiny. Singapore is probably half the size of California's uh, Universal Park. Wow, yeah. it's oh, very wow. small. It's very small. That's so you go and you meet the Simpsons, and that's about it. Yeah, that's that's kind of it. Yeah. yeah. Did you two things, and then you're like, all right. Time to go home. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. But for coasters, yeah, I, um, I've i done Cedar Point. I've done uh, Six Flags, um, at least the local Six Flags to us. I've done a few. Like, I've done, like, Silver Dollar City. I've done Knott's Berry Farm. I've done, um, you know, all the Disney parks in the States. All the, like, I, 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 but I'm not part of, like, the whole, like, coaster content creator fandom because if you look uh, throughout the theme park creators community when it comes to history and um, – you know, stats and stuff like that. It's really divided from like theme park lovers, creators that are into Disney and universal and stuff like that. The theming aspect of it. And then the like coaster aspect, mechanical part of it, which I, I wish I understood anything (laughs) that they're saying when I'm watching videos from creators, um, like, um, 
uh, Ryan El Toro and Mickey Views and like other things that where they're talking about the the construction aspects of it and stuff like that. But I'm really just like I love coasters and I've ridden I've probably have probably 50 plus coasters I've been on, but I I don't know any of the super super specifics on it. But Cedar Point was great. Uh, the one time I went, I wrote every every coaster in like what 10 hours or something. So that's crazy park. Love Cedar Point. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's a that's a, a very if you're a roller coaster person, like that's the park you got to go yeah. to. Okay, so since I am not a universal person, even though I am, every time I go, I have a blast. I just like hating on them for fun. Uh, if if you're going and you're not getting the big roller coasters, which is obviously a huge attraction when going to Islands of Adventure, what would you recommend is your favorite ride for people to experience and there's no necessarily height restriction for? E.T. at Universal Studios. <laughs> um, yeah, E.T.'s Adventure at Universal Studios Florida. It used to be in California uh, and then they took that out and put in the um, subpar mummy attraction in Hollywood, which is a, about a fraction. It's a fraction of what exists in Orlando um, because of the size of the show building they have for it. But yeah. E.T.'s Adventure, um, you ride on a bike with E.T. and it's pretty much like... It's uh, very nostalgic. It's, it's very weird. Yes. It's it's pretty much... It's like the Peter Man's, Peter Pan's flight where it's like a suspended um, dark ride. Uh, and But you're going through the story of E.T. and it's a very well... The, the line for it is amazing. Mm-hmm. You're going through this redwood forest and you've got some astronauts going through there and you've got like everything. It, the smell of the line too if you haven't... The like... The musty smell of the like... like Redwoods. Like redwoods and this fake theme park water smell combined with that, it's it's <laughs> definitely a classic. And apparently, they're not going to be getting rid of it anytime soon in Florida because of Steven Spielberg will get mad. <laughs> yeah, and and say he's that taken works. away other stuff too. So, um, yeah, I, I that's definitely our answer for the for Universal attractions. You need to do that isn't a coaster. Yeah, I mean Spider Man's yes. good too. I don't know if there's a height restriction on that or not. Possibly. I've seen small children on it, so that one's really good too. We don't know how long that one will last in, <laughs> it, at that Spider Man is kind of the equivalent of uh, the Transformers attraction in Less the California parks. Less intense than Transformers. Transformers. It's, it's better than Transformers, which is weird because it came before Transformers, but when you're on it, it feels like. It came after, if that makes sense. Like, it feels like, oh, they took what they learned with Transformers and they made Spider-Man, but that's not it. I think that's how most people feel about Indiana Jones compared to Dinosaur. Because yes. it mm-hmm. feels like Dinosaur came first, but it didn't. Indiana Jones did. Most people like Indiana Jones. I'm just partial. I like dinosaurs. But so, I think they're getting rid of it. I hope so. What? <laughs> oh. Ooh, controversial hot no! takes. I know, I know. Uh, we're gonna go. I, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna open this up, and we'll see if this works or not. Lightning round. First, first question is favorite food, and we'll start with Isabel. Actually, a new one. We were at Epcot recently for food and wine, and we got a frozen apple pie, and it was really, really good. Ooh, that <laughs> sounds good. Is yeah. it just an apple pie that's been frozen? Or is it's it like so, a... They have like the, uh, cinnamon apples at the bottom of it. Like, you know, like the kind... It's like, like a slushy. Yeah, it's a slushy. Oh. But they have cinnamon apples, like the kind you get from Boston Market. And then I think it's like a slushy apple juice or something. And then it has like cinnamon crumbles on top. Oh, it's really good. That sounds good. fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Um, Ryan, what about you? 
I will say the bread pudding from Ohana oh, at the one. Polynesian Resort. Um, if you've had dinner at the Polynesian, it's all you could eat. You eat way too much food. And then they're like, by the way, here's the best dessert on property. You have to eat it. Like it's, it's very widely known as like the, 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 the Mecca of, um, theme park desserts. Uh, we are more sweet people when it comes to like sweet, savory type stuff. So I guess that would be my pick. That makes sense. And Kelly, you have obviously have very limited food, uh, abilities, uh, with your corn allergy, but what you got? Um, the pineapple juice, because I love pineapple juice, and Mickey bread. So when you guys go to California Adventure, the sourdough bread, you just get a big loaf of Mickey bread. Oh, it's so good. And hopefully it's open. Usually they do like a free sample thing. You just walk not, through and they grab you some? Yeah. Not right now. It's always like a good moment to just like stop by and get some bread. <laughs> That's, good. Right. That's so we, good to note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next is uh, you got a little touch on it and, uh, with a couple of those answers, but uh, favorite drink. Oh, that's um, actually okay. No, I have one. Uh, the Joffrey's that's outside of um, uh, Space not, Mountain. Space Mountain. I was at Spaceship Earth. I, I lo- lo- you knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. It's a, they have like a s'mores like frappuccino type thing. It's very good, and I like starting off our day at Magic Kingdom and like riding Space Mountain and then getting a s'mores frappuccino. And I think it's Joffrey's is way better than Starbucks. So <laughs> love that. Um, I will say the Lafou's Brew um, over in uh, by uh, Gaston's Tavern in fan- New Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom. Uh, that is my favorite drink. We actually, we don't drink alcohol. So yeah. I know for a lot of people who get asked that question, it's like, oh, you know, there's this food and wine drink or this, you know, IPA beer or something like that. But um, I do really, really like the LeFou's Brew, which is kind of similar to what you'll find in Hogsmeade, the butter beer, but it's more of a, like, an apple-based kind of floats what would you it's so it's like apple slushy and then it's uh got like marshmallow like syrup in it so it's the flavors are apple marshmallow and then they top it off with a mango foam which is that sounds yeah so good very great oh would Uh, you like that more than butterbeer i like butterbeer more but i i the butterbeer um it hurts my stomach sometimes because it's the so, Lefou's, so sweet. The LeFou's so brew sweet. hurts my stomach, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You guys oh, even know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kelly, what's your favorite drink? Uh, I don't know. You... Water? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you usually can't drink any of that stuff because of the No, corn, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's and fair. Yeah, most of, I, I would say, uh, our audience is a pretty, like, I think it will excite them to have drinks that are non-alcoholic uh, yes. to try. So, And yeah. I also love that Epcot is your favorite. And the debauchery that can happen in the... <laughs> we, we hit up World Ooh. Showcase at the beginning of the day and then avoid mm. it like the plague after, what, 4 p.m.? Yeah. Uh, just it's because... fine in the morning. You just Once people start getting like halfway around, it gets messy. I, last time I was there, there was a girl who had a 21st birthday like um, sash on, and it had the B word on it. Oh. And I was so surprised that Disney... like. Was okay with it. I was like, "Can you have cursing like on your clothes?" You you can't. Um, I've seen people while I'm at the parks either filming like B-roll stuff for a list video I'm making on YouTube or something like that. And there's, um, there's been, uh, I think two or three people I've seen that have been given a little like receipt, which is pretty much a five dollar off discount for a 
some merchandise item at a shop. And if it's really that bad, they'll tell them to go to the bathroom and turn it inside out and then go purchase a new shirt. Um, oh, and they wow. don't, if you might've seen it on TikTok, there's been people who've been like, oh, well, if I wear a revealing shirt, I will be able to then get something for free. That is not actually for free. They're lying to you uh, because I, I've heard from cast members and actually seen videos of people doing that. And they're just like holding their finger over the like dollar amount like <laughs> on the receipt that they're given. Um, so yeah, they, they do stop that most of the time. But it is a lot harder when there's not somebody just getting in the line for an attraction at Epcot. You're not simply just, you know, interacting with a cast member every Everyone, it's only you know. Also, the yeah. the food workers at Epcot are most likely too busy to stop They're people. With, that's probably <laughs> true. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure. Well, that that actually segues to my next lightning uh, round question. Uh, favorite spot to people watch? Ooh, I have a new one because yesterday we were sitting. It's it's okay. This one's at Universal. I also have one at Disney, but at Universal, um, on the balcony of the Discovery Center. Um, you can like see people coming over the top hat on Velocicoaster and oh, you can fun. you can like actually see people's faces and like them realizing when they're going over. That's very fun. Um, I also like to um, sit in Pandora. There's not as many places to sit in Pandora, but I just like to be in Pandora and kind of look around. <laughs> yeah, I think the best uh, spot for people watching, I guess, would probably be... Um... See, I don't like crowded areas right now, but before before sure. before now, I'd probably say, um, like the it Disneyland between um, the like huge like three way intersection between um, right where Tarzan's treehouse is and Pirates and like that's a very good spot if you could find a bench that's far enough away. Just see the amount of people running into strollers and getting run over and stuff like that. <laughs> it's great, great to see there. <laughs> that that uh, little intersection is always congested, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even at like midnight when the park is empty, just for some reason, everyone is in that corner. Yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so this is going to be the last uh, last kind of lightning round question. It's a variant of the question that we tend to ask uh, at the end of our like attraction episodes. Um, it's been a long day at the parks, whichever park you're at. Um, it's hypothetical. Uh, you've been there for you know ten hours. You're tired. You filmed a couple of things. Um, you're, you're like heading towards the car, uh, but you see, fill in the blank ride has a ten minute wait. Um, which ride, which attraction are you like, all right, well, it's only 10 minutes. Uh, let's, let's suck it up and do this last one. Cause it's a 10 minute wait. Are there any, are there any attractions that would pull you away from that, uh, desire to leave or, uh, and if so, what would they be? Uh, I have two. It's Haunted Great. Mansion, of course, because you know, it's a classic, uh, we actually, I have two Haunted Mansion tattoos and he has a, he has a third. I have two of the stretching That's room Kelly's portraits and he has, he has another one. Yeah. I still have to get the other stretching room portraits. <laughs> We're missing one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I that's have, cool. I have a shrine in my room oh, to the Haunted does. Mansion. Yeah. That's my phone case. I have an issue. Like I'm obsessed. So I love, I love I knew that guys. was going to be her answer. So I wasn't going to ask her. So um, that's great. And then also Flight of Passage, obviously, because mm-hmm. that one always has such a long wait. But it's like, a, and uh, it's just it's such a good ride. This cool. this dream scenario that you set up with a ten minute right. wait for an attraction is yeah. very accurate to every single day for the People Mover. <laughs> I love the People Mover in Tomorrowland <laughs> at Magic Kingdom. 
I that's am awesome. somebody who is very sad that it's no longer Disneyland <laughs> RIP. Um, but I, that is one attraction. I'm wearing a people mover hat right now. I don't know if you could see this. I couldn't see. <laughs> I was wondering. That's awesome. Um, but uh, I, I started ironically loving the people mover and then I turned into a very real fandom once I um, passed the age of being wanting, wanting to ride Space Mountain 10 times in a day when I was younger. So people sure. mover is great. Um, that is for sure my answer for, you know, last minute. That's awesome, um, and like I said, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna ask Kelly because I knew she would say Haunted Mansion, and that uh, I, our listeners have heard that before. So. I am so excited for you to come to Disneyland and experience the Haunted Mansion here. Um, since it's August, which is my birthday month, my birthday is August twenty fifth, and so I'm we're doing a series of episodes about Haunted Mansion because I care about it too much. So I'm it needed like yeah. ten episodes. So like we've only done like the history until Walt dies all of the original storylines that were supposed to be Haunted Mansion. And then we'll continue this month. And I'm yeah, so excited. The, the walkthrough attraction of it, the, the candle yeah. wax man, and like the, yeah, all the really weird stuff that has to do with the history of it. It's crazy. This I, is a very interesting ride. Yes. My favorite hidden thing um, is on the Haunted Mansion here at Disneyland. Is it the so, uh, spider? Yes, the spider. Yeah. Yes. Okay, it's do one guys, of my favorites. Do you do guys you, do you guys know the spider? I know the spider. I don't. Okay, well he knows, so he'll get to tell you. I'm and excited you to go there. see it. <laughs> that, that'll work. Um, as we're as we're closing out, obviously, uh, would love for you guys to plug everything because you're all you got a lot of different uh, channels. But one thing that I think is always very helpful for listeners or people that are interested in in, in seeing something new or, or finding new creators is like, what's the one piece you would recommend people check out? Is there like one YouTube video, one TikTok that would be like, this is one we're really proud of, and give people an easy entry into figuring out your style? Yeah. Um... I think for me, um, since I am kind of taking the lead on pretty much all these production things that we do, um, we we have a YouTube channel that's kind of, uh, originally that was our main goal to do YouTube, but now TikTok, we've got, what, 40 times the amount of followers on TikTok, so obviously we're focusing a lot of stuff on there. Um, for TikTok, I, we mainly focus on, I do a lot of like armchair imagineering, which is kind of saying, hey, if this ride needs a retheme, what could we do with it um, with different intellectual property that Disney owns, other things like that. Um, I have a great video that uh, is about rock and roller coaster and it having Aerosmith as the band that's a part of it. And then kind of working in a old intellectual property that Disney owns of the Goofy movie and saying, you know, the goal of this movie is for them to get to this Powerline concert. And why could we not have this over here? Um, it's also very controversial because I have a lot of hateful comments on that video of people who love Aerosmith and do not like Powerline. And I understand from the, for that one specifically for the, um, the idea that, oh, why are you going to kick out this band when it's a movie that came out around the same time the band was placed there anyway? But you'll see Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway going in Hollywood Studios and in, um, in California at Disneyland as well. And you could easily give Goofy a ride here that is more intense coaster to introduce kids to more intense stuff and stuff. So that's definitely the one piece I would recommend people checking out. That's one of my, I think, the second most popular video we have on TikTok. Um, as for YouTube, we like doing food stuff on YouTube. Um, our, I guess one of our best vlogs we've done so far, we try every single Harry Potter drink at Harry Potter World. That isn't butterbeer. That is oh, a butterbeer. Wow. We've had all the butterbeers. Everybody knows how great that is. But we had tried all the all the 
bad ones. Most of them are not good. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, uh, everybody should go check those out. I, I've seen a few of them, and I've really enjoyed it. The production value is great, um, and you guys are just fun to watch. So Yeah, I, yeah you I got me with that Powerline one. I yeah. am obsessed with a Goofy movie. So, yeah. um, and, and where can they find you on all these channels? What are your uh, your handles? Well, you could find us at For the Love of Theme Parks on TikTok, Instagram. We have a Facebook page. We don't have a Twitter. Um, we've got YouTube. You, YouTube. We have podcast a, apps. We have a podcast <laughs> apps. We got a merch store. Uh, we have a link tree that has all of our socials and stuff in that. Um, that's the easiest way to find us. You'll find that in the bio of any of our socials if you just look up For the Love of Theme Parks. And we'll throw that in the show notes too, so it's easy for people to click it through awesome. and, and find you. it that way. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that Ryan and Isabel came on. They, okay, I actually, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I kind of liked getting to talk about Universal a little bit. I'm glad that you got a chance to, because I didn't want to have to add another theme park to my repertoire. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they were great. I really enjoyed having them on. It's always fun when you uh, can find somebody that shares like a passion of yours. And, and it's it was so interesting to hear like, how their stories were really very similar to uh, both ours and your brother's and, yeah. and all the interesting insights that Ryan had on stuff. Yeah, definitely uh, a lot of relatable moments in that. And I also just loved um, a lot of the answers that they gave for like the lightning round questions. I think that those were great little things that people can take with them. So, yeah, they're unique and very specific. I love that. And they love Haunted Mansion, so I love them. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, so thanks again, guys, for, for, for joining. And, and I hope that everybody really should go check it out, uh, check out their content. They're making a lot of good stuff. So Yeah, they make really great things. Uh, and it's, you know, it's I love, like, it's content creation. It's different than what we're doing. It's just adding. It's just adding yeah. to... All of the cool things that you can discover, uh, controversial takes, as you heard some of them here. Uh, really good content, so definitely check them out. And thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, and don't forget, if you're not following us yet across our platforms, you can always do that. The best place to do it is going to be SliceofDisney.com, uh, and then Slice of Disney on Facebook or Instagram, or Slice underscore of underscore Disney on Twitter. And make sure to rate, review, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast. Give us lots of love. Make sure to share with all of your other Disney friends. Um, I've been handing out our card. We have cards, guys. So if you ever see us, like, come and I'll give you a card. It's I feel very official. Uh- <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, if you get a card from Kelly and then return it to me, I'll give you a high five. Oh, that's what about rude. what about that deal? Rude. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I'm I'm encouraging people to 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 want to take the cards and then and oh, because it's all about us. yes, because of course everyone just wants that high five. That's it's really, engagement. It's engagement, baby. Uh, well, also, you guys, it's my birthday month. It's August, so we have one of my favorite subjects coming up later this month. And uh, yeah, and if you have not, if you haven't joined our Patreon, we're doing some really, really fun things. We have episodes just for our patrons. We do a movie night where we all watch movies. Um, we think we're actually going to even do maybe like a Survivor Zoom this month. So 
uh, yeah, get on board. I'm going to be doing a Survivor intro for all of our patrons. Uh, here's, a, here's a season. What do you need to know going into it? Let's watch the first episode. It'll be fun. I do it for all my friends, and so now I do it for our patrons. Yes, uh, we, we really love our patrons. We love all of you, but we'd love um, for you to come join us with our Slice of Disney family. We have a ton of fun, and uh, yeah, Hope, hope that's all the info. That's all of our things. Um, you can also follow Slice of Disney TikTok, which is really, it's mine. It's at, it's Kelly Washington on TikTok. Um, we're posting a lot of cool videos. Um, and some of those quick, we're calling them our Slice of Disney quickies, um, where you can see some cool videos of some of the info that we learn here in a quicker format. So go check that out too. Sounds uh, great. Uh, Let us know when you do. Yeah. Um, always reach out to us, too. Oh, you can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. There are so many things. You can contact us in a million ways. Um, thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you again for the love of theme parks, Ryan and Isabel, for coming on and joining us. And we'll talk to you all soon. Okay, bye.